When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, it's Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. It began long ago. Two young boys in an American town riding their bikes to school and Little League practice. Over the years, the boys became fast friends, united in their love for stories where things would go horribly wrong. Pour yourself a strong beverage and buckle up. You're in The Shallow End with Schnepple and Toph. Episode 86 of The Shallow End with Schneebly and Toth. Schneebly and Toth. I can never yes. remember how to pronounce that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ought to just spell it out phonetically for ourselves <laughs> in that way. You know, we'd be, I think, more consistent in our pronunciation you'd think mm. after all these years that we would know how to pronounce our own names but yeah no then again maybe not so much i have a hard time uh putting a coherent sentence together so remembering my name is is uh that's that's asking a lot Linz. sure it certainly is i had a trip to las vegas over the weekend and absolutely nothing wacky happened what not a thing. Well, I demand my money back. <laughs> the most interesting part <laughs> of the trip to me was standing at uh, at my hotel uh, out by the valet waiting for a buddy to come pick me up uh, so, <laughs> so that, believe it or not, we could get to church by 8 a.m. Wow. And uh, that's a party. And I'm still standing watching these three guys get out of an Uber. They're probably 22, 23 years old. All three of them are absolutely hammered, <laughs> stumbling, mm -hmm. you know, bloodshot eyes. They're all holding Red Bulls and trying to walk a straight line into the hotel. <laughs> I thought, I guess Las Vegas is pretty much what you make it, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it really is. Yeah. Here I am sober as a judge holding a Starbucks waiting to go to church. And these guys probably have been up for 24 hours. Now, when you say church, are, are you talking about one of those little chapels with Elvis that uh, is the uh, officiant? No, though actually that would have been probably more entertaining than the church <laughs> that I attended. That would have uh, been pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Maybe next year I'll, I'll do that. This is yeah. an annual workshop that I go to, and, uh, and maybe next year I'll see if I can convince my buddy to, uh, you know, let's, let's hit the Elvis Chapel instead. <laughs> Just mix it because up a little bit. 
Yeah, they're probably 24-7, right? The Elvis oh, Chapel, I would uh, think. Absolutely. I mean, what yeah. isn't in Vegas, really? Right, right. Truer words. Yeah, Truer words. yeah. You want to go first today, buddy? I would be happy to. I'd be happy to. My story is actually uh, was born out of something that happened to uh, Nancy and me maybe six weeks ago. Oh. And it, it happened in our living room. And it was a bad accident, and I was witness to it, and it almost involved a trip to the emergency room. Is this when Nancy uh, tripped over yes. Sally, the dog, and yes. hit her face? Well, trip, tripped over her, uh, tripped over her bed. We were watching the Denver Broncos, Minnesota Vikings game, right? And I don't know if you quite remember that or not but if you were a vikings fan it was a terribly <laughs> difficult game to sustain mm. and as i think i've mentioned on several occasions my wife is one of the most hardcore minnesota vikings fans on the planet earth oh yeah and as such i've sort of adopted them as my home team because when you and i were in arizona we didn't even have a no. football team. Well, we followed the uh, the Arizona Wildcats at the collegiate level, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think the NFL I, was just a distant dream. Yeah, the Cardinals hadn't even uh, relocated to they Arizona on St. Louis. No, yeah, no, yeah. that's how old we are, you guys. <laughs> so, on this particular game, for the listeners, where we I, I haven't yet mentioned this, uh, it was a crucial play that would have pretty much clinched the game for the Vikings. And Nancy was sitting in a uh, like an easy chair in front of the fireplace. The TV sits over the fireplace, and Nancy stands up to cheer and throw her fists in the air and in so doing trips over our dog's bed which is in front of the fireplace nancy falls it's not funny i don't i think i'm laughing as as like a just survival right yeah it's, it's stress stress release right right and nancy falls and hits her her face her right cheekbone on the hearth of and, the fireplace, and which is made of brick. Again, let's remind the listener that um, Nancy makes her money with her face. She is a um, a very successful on, actress. She does on camera for a living, and in fact, she had uh, she was she. If I recall, she was up for a role. This was on a Monday night that would have shot on Wednesday, and. She either didn't get the role or it ended up getting postponed. I can't remember. But anyway, she ends up with this massive black and blue uh, balloon growing out out of her cheek. Oh, my God. And uh, praise God, didn't, you know, didn't take her eye out, didn't break her cheekbone. It could have been so much worse, but it was black and blue for uh, for weeks. Mm. So this morning when I was thinking about stories for this episode of The Shallow End, I thought about that and I thought, boy, I wonder how common injuries are not to football players in games, but (laughs) to fans watching at home. I love this. And damn, I I dipped my toe into a pool and it, it turned into an ocean. Okay. I couldn't believe... 
what a big deal this is. And I thought with us being smack dab in the middle of the playoffs and the Super Bowl just just weeks away, I, I just I can't say Super Bowl legally. Right. I have to refer to it as the big game. No, nah, you can say Super Bowl. OK, good. Screw yeah. the NFL. I'm going to call it the Super Bowl. It's a stupid rule. It is. Well, it we're is. not making money off of. You're know, right. This is this is a no, this is a nonprofit yeah. podcast. Well, I, I think I think technically if you're a bar and you have a, quote, Super Bowl party, that's an infringement. But if you're just talking about the Super Bowl, you can say the name. We're not making money off of the name Super Bowl. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Good to know. And please don't sue us if you're if you work for Roger Goodell. (laughs) So I got this from a website called Medicare Advantage. They're like an insurance kind of a trade group. And they actually did a a study (laughs) where they looked into injuries during Super Bowl games and their conclusion is that Super Bowl Sunday is a very, very dangerous day in America. (laughs) And I didn't know this. I had no idea. But that date sees a spike in drunk driving accidents. It shows a spike in heart attacks and other cardiac incidents from. And it's usually people who are who end up losing the Super Bowl. Those fans of the losing teams have have pretty severe health uh, uh, condition drops. Mm. That was a horrible sentence, but the <laughs> the losing sent the, the losing teams fans you, have you have word, health issues. You word good. I would do word good. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. That's interesting so because I would have thought it was the other way around. You know, yeah, we won. Ah, and then, yeah, oh, yeah. And I, you keel I over. I get that. Yeah. I get that. But I, now that I think of it, I can't tell you how many times uh, as a Red Sox fan before they finally won in 2004, I said, this team is killing me. Yeah. Yeah. And it and literally does. Yeah. In yeah. some well, cases. This group uh, very wisely went over all kinds of data and they got them from uh, insurance companies. They looked at policies that have been paid out. They looked at emergency room data from all over the country. They looked at cardiac incidents from the Centers for Disease Control, and they were actually able to figure out which team's Super Bowl (laughs) participation inspired the most household accidents ever and caused the highest increase in cardiac deaths. Oh, my God. Is it Minnesota? Isn't that crazy? Well, I'm not going to give it away. Okay. But, uh, All right. That is a, that is crazy, though. Oh that's a, that's a very good guess, though. So <laughs> they they studied this. They studied 20 years worth of Super Bowl data, and it was everything from people being injured in the kitchen as they were preparing Super Bowl snacks mm. and meals, a snack related injury, to TV related injuries. And for 15 of the 19 Super Bowls that they studied, the rate of injury sustained while playing football increased the day after the big game. Wow. So for people watching a Super Bowl in their living room or at a bar, there is one set of injuries for those. Mm. And then the following day, more injuries by people who were sort of 
inspired by what they'd seen on Super Bowl Sunday to go out and throw the football around on Monday and mm. the injuries that happened <laughs> to, to them. Mm. So it's more than a 24-hour window. So they broke these things down into different kinds of injuries, like TV-related injuries are, are how they classified those. And those that's where televisions are dropped, kicked, and punched. And believe oh it or not, that is a huge thing. That's a huge category. In one incident, they had uh, a story of a 39-year-old man who had to go to the ER for a laceration on his arm (laughs) after he punched his TV during the Carolina Panthers' 2016 Super Bowl loss to the Denver Broncos. And he wasn't alone. There have been huge spikes of people who attack their TV on Super Bowl Sunday for giving them bad news. The average age of the people who punch their TV is 35, mm. which is interesting. I would I would think by 35 you might be a little more cool-headed. I would guess too that um the demographically it skews male. Definitely, definitely. Although, uh, and we're going to talk about it in a second, there there was um, an injury to a, a woman in her 70s that, that kind of surprised me. Um, during the 2013 Super Bowl, this is when the Ravens beat the 49ers, a 40-year-old man got so excited by one of the plays, he jumped up in his living room and accidentally knocked over his TV, <laughs> cut the heck out of his leg and Ooh. ended up in the ER because his TV actually fell over on him. Oh, another wow. common, yeah, another common TV-related injury is fans with muscle strain. Uh, on the day of the 2000 Super Bowl, 2001 Super Bowl, this is when the Ravens took on the Giants. 21-year-old man pulled a muscle in his shoulder while moving his TV into his house hmm, yeah. on the day before the uh, the game. And this was 2001. 2001. Yeah, yeah. TVs were really heavy back then. And they actually talk about the fact that since America has gone largely to, you know, giant flat screen TVs, the number of injuries have (laughs) have plummeted, which makes good sense. Because I think you and I just a few episodes ago, we're talking about you trying to move this gargantuan cathode ray color TV from a balcony. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I tied uh, like that nylon clothes rope uh, clothesline to it and not thinking that, you know, that's going to stretch. Uh, under under stress and uh yeah yep turns dropped out, it right off the it balcony did. yeah turns out it did <laughs> so they have tv related injuries then they have a second category of kitchen related injuries and you i thought well, what what the hell how how would a kitchen related injury but that's because eating is such a big part of super bowl parties and all that food prep has led to a number of injuries that include burns, cuts, falls, and other injuries that actually require trips to the emergency room. That's got to suck. Imagine if you're hosting a Super Bowl party and you end up missing the first half of the game or all of the game because you got injured in the kitchen and your (laughs) guests are sitting back in your living room while you're staring at an EKG chart in uh, in the ER. Yeah, and your friends and family are just watching the game hungry yeah yeah saying thanks a lot in 2004 this is when the panthers lost to the patriots a 22 year old male broke his foot after banging it against his stove while quote dancing and drinking (laughs) 
While the Patriots beat the Eagles in the 2005 Super Bowl, an 18-year-old male was treated for burns that he suffered, quote, when grabbing hot nachos out of the microwave, unquote. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Mm. Who would have thought? So they... Uh, they did all this study and they um, among the, the cases that they they came across was the day that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers faced the Oakland Raiders. This was in 2003. One backyard football game at halftime ended when a 73 year old woman suffered a deep facial contusion. I think she got a football in the face at halftime. Ooh. That's got to hurt. Ooh, so she wasn't like diving to make a catch. No, I think she, I think it, it looks to me in, in the way that I read it that she actually maybe wasn't paying attention and somebody threw her a, you know, someone threw her kind of a John Elway pass. I see. And it nailed her right in the face. <laughs> and then another one, while this 28-year-old man wasn't actually playing football, <laughs> He managed to dislocate his shoulder while high-fiving his roommate (laughs) during the 2002 Super Bowl when the Patriots faced off against the Rams. Wow. I didn't know you could actually dislocate your shoulder doing a high-five. That's some enthusiasm. Maybe I'm not. I was going to say maybe I'm just not enthusiastic enough. (laughs) Um, Well, you've got an operating shoulder, so that's a positive end result. There you go. So all this to say that this group was able to determine what the single most dangerous Super Bowl team of the past 20 years has been, which I thought Man, that's a that's a fascinating list. They they took all the teams that had mm-hmm. been to a Super Bowl and mm-hmm. assigned them a danger factor. <laughs> Based on the rates of at-home injuries, like we said, people punching or kicking their TV or scalding themselves on the stove while they're prepping food for their guests. And in all those 20 years, they determined that the Tennessee Titans are the single most (laughs) dangerous Super Bowl team of the past 20 years. There have been more injuries from TV-related accidents, kitchen-related injuries, football-related injuries, which is where people are actually tossing the ball around and end up getting hurt, and cardiac deaths. Wow. Uh, which on Super Bowl Sunday for the Tennessee Titans, that day was 127% above the average rate for February. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? Well, the Titans, they haven't been to that many Super Bowls, right? No, I believe they've only been to to one, and that game is remembered for (laughs) the tackle. Yeah, right. Which was when Tennessee's Kevin Dyson was brought down. I'll never forget this play. It was on the one-yard line last play of the game, and it would have tied the score, and they were one yard short. Yeah, that's crazy. I would have thought that uh, just statistically the Patriots would be the most deadly game because they've been in so many Super Bowls over the last 20 years. Well, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would make sense. Um, We will... uh, uh, well, you can you can go to this uh, to this website of uh, Medicare Advantage. Just Google Medicare Advantage Super Bowl injuries, and you'll <laughs> see all the rankings of 
all the teams. They've got charts and graphs as only an insurance company would do. <laughs> They've got more charts that, that document this. But congratulations, Tennessee Titans, Ooh. on being the single most dangerous team <laughs> in NFL history when it comes to Super Bowl-related injuries. Well done. Well done. By the way, Nancy's cheek is healing just fine. Um, I'm really glad. Plant-based foods have been around for ages, but only in the past few years have people started switching to plant-based burgers and steaks that taste like real meat. But what if you're a cannibal? Shouldn't you be able to enjoy plant-based food that tastes like real human flesh? Well, now you can. Introducing Human Plus Foods, the only plant-based food with the same taste and mouthfeel as real human meat so you can get all the joys of cannibalism without the legal ramifications and mess of killing your fellow human beings. And only Human Plus offers a selection of foods that simulate human flesh. Want a little extra gristle and fiber with that mouthful of food? The Human Plus EG line simulates extra gristle. You worked hard to develop a taste for human flesh. Reward yourself with Human Plus plant-based foods. Available online or in your grocer's freezer. Human Plus plant-based foods. You know, JG, this is the time of year where people start planning family reunions for the summer. In fact, I have one coming up in June, and I'm absolutely convinced that these cousins that I haven't seen for a while are finally going to tell me, yeah, I listened to your podcast I don't think you guys are very good. I didn't laugh. Well, humor is subjective. So while you may have to grin and bear with your family, you shouldn't feel that way when you're talking to your doctor about, I don't know, that you maybe eat pizza one too many times a week, something like that. Well, enter ZocDoc. That's the place where you can find and book doctors will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual, real patients. And we're not talking about a few. We're talking about tens of thousands of doctors. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Look, people love this app and this website. Next time I'm looking for a doctor, this is definitely what I'm going to use. Go to ZocDoc.com slash TSE and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash T-S-E. ZocDoc.com slash T-S-E. The email address is lifeguard at shallowendpodcast.com. A couple of emails, one from a woman named Hannah. I've always liked the name Hannah. Hannah's a lovely name. I know we talk a lot about names at this juncture of the uh, podcast, (laughs) but I'm just fascinated by other people's names. I think because I grew up with such a shitty name (laughs) that uh, I'm fascinated by people like Hannah Brooks. I think, wow, Hannah, that's a pretty name. (laughs) Hannah writes, hi, my name is Hannah. I had a shallow end moment yesterday. My boyfriend and I just came home from the grocery store. He opened the trunk, the back of the car. I saw it and leaned down anyway. I banged my head really hard. I mean, really hard. I have ADHD, so this happens often where I bump into things. Mm. Just wanted you guys to know I love your show. I always enjoy hearing your stories in the podcast. My boyfriend and I started listening listening to it when it first came out. We've only been dating a few months, but we love listening to your show together in the car. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Hannah. Appreciate that, Hannah. That's lovely, Hannah. And um, I wonder how many relationships are based on our podcast. That would be interesting to know. That would be interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. They That's got right. together because they like they listening love to stories. About stupid people. <laughs> Who doesn't? Another, another uh, listener, a woman named Lorena, says, Hello, I was thinking of an episode idea for both The Shallow End and Box of Oddities. If you guys do a show around April 1st, you should have Kat and Nancy do the shallow end stories and Lindsay and Jethro do the box stories <laughs> or Kat and Lindsay do the boo episode and Nancy and JG do the shallow end. I love that just, idea. Just to mess with people for April fools. I love all your stories from both box and shallow end. I hope you guys are doing well. Flying my freak flag away from the shallow end. <laughs> Lorena from Bellflower, California. That's very smart, Lorena, to if you're gonna if you're gonna multitask like that between box and shallow end, mm. you want to fly that freak flag as far away from the shallow end of the pool as you can. And any overhead power lines. I was just thinking the other day that if we ever combined all three episodes, all, all three podcasts, it would be called From Beneath the Shallow End of the Box. What do you think? It sounds like one of those videos that you'd rent from behind a curtain. <laughs> <laughs> from Beneath the Shallow End of the Box. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe we'll have to send that one back to a focus group and come up with something better. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Have you ever wondered what really happened to Amelia Earhart or the lost colony of Roanoke? Do you ever find yourself scouring the internet for vicious Victorians and their murders by gaslight? Or perhaps you're just sick and tired of women being constantly misrepresented or plain lied about throughout history? If so, join me, Katie Charlwood, history harlot and reader of books on Who Did What Now? The history podcast that's not your history class part of the Area of Media Network. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Adios, au revoir, au revoir to zen, my friends. Bye-bye. I'll be seeing you. You're in the shallow end with Schnappley and Toss. If memory serves, my good friend Jethro, that mm. uh, you got a story for... You got a story for us. I do. And it starts out kind of nasty, but okay. uh, it ends much, much better than it starts. Uh, in, in the aftermath of the tragic explosions that rocked Moscow's airport in 2010, uh, which, by the way, claimed the lives of 39 people and left 178 other people injured, Russian security services uh, have unveiled a peculiar twist to that story, there was okay. actually a much larger plot to unleash chaos in Red Square on New Year's really? Eve. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. The details of this sinister plan are both chilling and, and pretty bizarre. At the center of it is um, an unnamed woman who was just referred to as a black widow. Now, hmm. 
The term Black Widow is used by security agencies, among others, to describe the wives of slain militants and or terrorists. And they kind of pick up the flag and continue militant type of activity. Interesting. I, d- I didn't know that. And her mission was clear. She she was tasked with detonating a belt of explosives amidst throngs of revelers in Red Square precisely as the clock struck midnight on New Year's Eve. So this was her job. That's that's uh, that's just rude. Yeah, that's a rude way to start the year. But go on. At least it wasn't at a Super Bowl party. Am I right? There you go. There you go. Way to way to make some lemonade. Yeah. So this device, like many other improvised explosives that are used by militants and terrorists across the globe, was designed to be triggered remotely by a cell phone signal. And in this case, a text message that was meant to serve as a detonation command. It would be sent by her accomplices at the stroke of midnight once she had infiltrated the crowds. Hmm. Now, what they found out about this plot, it casts a chilling light on the lengths to which extremist ideologies can drive individuals. Sure. The Black Widow, like others before her, had been radicalized to a point where she was willing to sacrifice her own life and take the lives of countless other people, innocent people, in the name of some bizarre, twisted cause. She had been completely brainwashed. Wow. And she knew that if this New Year's Eve attack was successful, the death toll in Red Square would have been hundreds, multiple hundreds of people. Wow. So it was December 31st, 2010. The streets of Moscow's Red Square were abuzz with excitement. It was the eve of the brand new year and the air was filled with a sense of anticipation and celebration. Thousands of people had already gathered around the iconic Kremlin, eagerly awaiting the grand fireworks display that would light up the night at midnight. And of course, they did not know that uh, this was being planned. A sinister plot was about to unfold that would threaten their lives. The Black Widow was meticulously planning a terrorist attack that would coincide with these festivities along with her two accomplices. Okay. And the plan was pretty simple, but devastating. The woman would put the belt on with the deadly explosives. Uh, She was to infiltrate the crowd area near the Kremlin's walls as the clock struck midnight and the world welcomed in the new year. Her partners in crime would send that text message to her cell phone and that would trigger the explosive device, unleashing chaos and claiming the lives of untold hundreds of unsuspected Uh, citizens just hanging out looking for a good time so the woman's making her final preparations and then everybody in the city that's celebrating is ignorant to what's going on the streets are illuminated with twinkling lights and people are just having a good time looking forward to ringing in the new year the woman was in an apartment outside the city and she checked and rechecked her device ensuring that every wire and connection was secure she was trying to make sure that Everything was going to go off as she planned. As the hours ticked away, the woman sat in the apartment waiting to go into the city and infiltrate the crowd. Uh, It was growing by the minute. And she was reasoning, the longer I wait, 
the larger the crowd is going to be and uh, the greater the potential devastation and loss of life. She was thinking she would sit there until about 11 o'clock and then she planned to leave for the celebration, giving her plenty of time to get in the crowd and mingle around a little bit. Wow. But because... I guess she was a valued customer. At 11 p.m., her cell phone carrier sent her a Happy New Year's text. (laughs) No. Wishing her nothing but the best for the upcoming New Year. Holy cow. A message that most people would have received with delight and warmth. I guess there was warmth uh, because the bomb was primed and ready. It reacted to the incoming Happy New Year's text and detonated right there in the woman's kitchen, killing her instantly. Holy cow. Can you believe that? That is crazy. I had no idea where this was going, but I didn't expect that. Yeah. Her two accomplices, they got away for a little while, but they were eventually captured and uh, and put in prison, obviously. But wow. this is uh, not an uncommon way for terrorists to uh, to blow stuff up. And in this wow. case, she just gets a text from her cell phone carrier. And the next thing you know, she's a non-person at that point. So, wow. Isn't it funny sometimes how things <laughs> things work out? You talk about. Talk about karma, huh? No kidding, right? Crazy. Gee, Christmas. That is nuts. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I saw that. What a great story. Good for you for finding that. I love it when terrorists blow themselves up. I don't know about Me you. Me too. Yeah. The problem just takes care of itself. Indeed. Indeed. Good night, everybody. This, That's just the best. This came from Reuters, the Los Angeles Times, NBC News, and Wired com. Very cool. Unbelievable. I wonder what, what her last thought was. You know, you get that little bing bong sound. You're like, <laughs> oh, crap. Who's, who's, ba-boom. And then that's the end of I that. I wonder, yeah, I wonder what the, what the latency was between hearing that text and <laughs> the explosion. Just, just long it's, enough for her to think, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would have been, I mean, if I were a feature film director, Mm. just editing that sequence of like maybe four or five shots before you cut back to the exterior of the apartment (laughs) and see the explosion, the fireball. Right before that, you know, you hear the the tone going off, the text tone going off, and it's a quick zoom to the dial. And then, you know, the reaction cuts. close up of her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then she realizes what's about to go down. Exterior bomb explodes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So there's wow. that. Nice. Oh, I love that. Happy Great New Year, story. everyone. Great story. Yeah. Let that be a lesson to all you aspiring terrorists. One text could really put a crimp in your New Year's Eve. Thanks for hanging out with us, you guys. We love it when you do, and we love hearing from you. And our email address, of course, is and has been for quite some time now, lifeguard at shallowendpodcast.com. And for what it's worth, we have no plans to change that ever. It's just easier for for us, really. For us. Because we we couldn't remember the new one anyway, I don't think. We we don't know how to pronounce our names. So, you know, just try to... This is... 
do the best we can. This is, uh, this is Schneebly and Toth saying thank you so much for listening and, to our podcast. <laughs> and, and remember to make good choices. Your life might depend on it. <laughs> so concludes another episode of The Shallow End with Schneebly and Toth. We thank you for listening. Oh, be a dear, would you? Please subscribe to this podcast. Give these boys a five-star rating and think of something nice to say, even if you have to make something up. And visit us online at shallowendpodcast.com. Okay, gotta go.